Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Who in Review, the show where friends yell over top of each other about a thing they love, that thing being Doctor Who. Today, we're here to talk about the first episode of Series 11, the first episode of Jodie Whittaker's run as the 13th Doctor, The Woman Who Fell to Earth. My name is Nick G., and I will go around. We introduce the rest of our rotating cast here on Who in Review. But first, returning from the previous episode is Chloe. There are some who call me Tim Shaw. Uh, we have Evan. I was hoping for a Woody Bowie reference, but oh well. The man who fell. The man who fell. We'll talk about that anyway. And Carol. And I am hot, fresh, and ready. That's enough? good. <laughs> I will start off by saying that this episode was probably better than The Man Who Fell to Earth. Whoa, the, the Boeing hot movie. Take. Don't <laughs> add us. Also, you're, you're Nick G. I did say that. Did you? Mm-hmm. I've already forgotten. I'll edit this out. <laughs> nah, leave it in. It's great stuff. Anyways, hot take that that it's better than The Man Who Fell to Earth. Has anybody else seen The Man Who Fell to Earth? I can't say that I have, actually. I have not, no, no. but uh, we did see it when uh, he searched for the woman who fell, who fell to Earth. It was, <laughs> I, it was, you saw I recognize there's like, existed on Google. I, I know it's a play on the man who fell to Earth, I just don't know what that is, so I had to Google it, and you know, I was like, oh, okay. Somewhere it's it's permeated by pop culture knowledge. <laughs> there is not a single quote or reference to it, so I'm pretty sure they just took the title. Yeah, yeah. That's a shame. Like, I know, I feel like it would have been fun to have, like, some reference, even if it was just, like, a Bowie track in the background. Or, like, Rip Torn shows up. Yeah, just Rip Torn is there. <laughs> Rip Torn is the alien. Reprising his role as Zed for Men in Black. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's, we, we're, we're in the Tommy Westfall universe, but it's Men in Black, Rip Torn. It's the Rip Torn universe. It did feel like more of a movie. And I think that was related to the, they had different, they had more expensive cameras, They had is they, basically they, they the had, bottom line. They had the cinematic razzle-dazzle on these cameras that they used for the first time ever on Doctor Who. Star swipes. So that's yeah. what that was. Because, yeah, it was, I wasn't sure if it was, like, what it was, like, somebody was just directing the cameras different or what they were doing. Like, I, I couldn't figure it out. Just, this feels more polished than what I was expecting. I, yeah, um... Last episode we went over, they've changed literally everything, including the cameras, I assume right down to the key grip. Mm. Um, so the show... No, it's just the old key grip with mustache. <laughs> <laughs> it's his twin brother. It's his twin Mr. brother. Snow. With the same name. <laughs> strange so, brother he didn't know he had yet. So there's a lot of background that went into it, but there was, was we covered in the previous episode, quite an effort put in to make make it feel like a new show i'm gonna start with you evan did it feel like a new show at all to you at first but hmm i think it was around the time that tim shaw took his mask off or maybe it was when he started talking actually it might have been about then that it started to feel very much like familiar doctor who um and after that i just kind of forgot that like that that whole feeling had passed it was i was just watching doctor who again um, hmm. I, I wouldn't. It, by the end, it didn't feel like a new show. Although, well, we'll talk about the end later. Yeah, like it. Not necessarily that that it feeling like you're not watching Doctor Who would necessarily be good. But yeah, I think 
I think when that mask came off and you saw like the prosthetics on his face, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that, th- that's exactly it, right? What we're, what we're getting into now. See, I like kind of disagree. I felt like it basically felt like Doctor Who like the whole way, with the exception of, you know, that feeling. Maybe, maybe it's just me and my casual anxiety, but you know, when you go to the movies, and it's a movie that like you don't know like a ton about, and you sit in the theater. And like, yes, like, the, pre- the previews finish and you're like, and, and, and the movie starts and, and you can't remember what production company made it. And you're like, shit, am I in the right movie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yep. it takes a while to get go. And then you're like, oh, no, wait, there's like Sandra Bullock or whatever. Yeah. I, I'm in the right one. I'm, wait, was she in two movie? No, yeah. I'm in the right movie. I'm in the right movie. <laughs> so like that was kind of how that first little bit felt. I was like, this is, is this? this is this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's That's enough exactly it. that makes me think. And then once you saw the doctor, it was like, oh, yeah. But basically, as soon as they get on the train, it felt like standard who to me. Up until that point, it's pretty extended where that feeling is, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's not just me. It was a pretty lengthy period of time where there was like this kind of, what? It, did we get the right thing? I don't know. I don't know. And then, oh, oh, okay. I think it was as soon as he found the, like, the glowing, blooming onion. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is, this is right. It, what, I did like the part where they're watching, or they're rather, they're uh, looking at um, one guy's body. I, I'm guessing it's Rahul based on the cast list yeah. I have here on IMDb. And they're like talking about what they, what, what he's done to the guy's jaw and everything. And it got really serious there. It wasn't like some comedic imagery they were that they were painting it was you know they were they're being quite direct and quite graphic and that felt a little bit different i just i guess the only thing that it missed from that that really separated from making it a completely different show is actually you know showing this grotesquely they didn't uh, want to pay for the cgi yeah as soon as soon as they're like oh man his like jaws busted open or something like that i'm like oh they're not gonna show him on camera (laughs) (laughs) but that that felt like a detail something that they would not normally have done previous who you know no it felt like a darker tone in a different way it was like it was a little bit darker it was also almost entirely shot at night it was a dark like yeah it was a it was a dark visual it was also it was hard yeah. to watch in the sense <laughs> that I didn't know what literally was going on. <laughs> less light than yes. is often seen in a TV show. It was also mostly skimmed over. I I liked I like how, being able to see shit. Dark, yeah. Personally. I mean, um like that and I feel like like there was a quite a lot of effort to make it not jokey. I mean there was humor in it, but I feel like I feel like if it had been during the Davis the big onion would have had like a bunch of slime on it or something, and someone would have been like, "Ah, oh, you know." Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get it. I um, get what you're, you're getting at. Just, just a little thing like that. I also really like the weird um, graphics that showed up b- before the onion, like the button that he pushed. Oh, basically. yeah, the weird hologram burning symbol thing. Yeah, the alien language that. That felt different too. That was all. Yeah, that was all part it of was that allowed. initial. No, no, revoked, revoked. It's so funny. Of course, of course, you you think that that felt different to you, Evan, because I felt like that that felt it was exact. like same old. I was like that. If this was Stephen Moffat, you would see that, and that thing is that like 
that Symbol is going to show up in like six of the next ten episodes, and it's going to be like a thing. Oh, yeah. okay. I, mean, I still s- could be. It's I see what you're saying. I, I guess like I'm focusing more on the actual like special effects aspect of it. It just looked. It it did not look like Doctor Who to me. It, it just. It came off as something a little bit more, again, polished is the word I would use. Oh, I agree. It was definitely yeah. more polished. So in terms of that feeling of like walking in and being like, is this right? Like, like aside from, aside from the fact that it starts with like someone looking at a YouTube video, not even on full screen. Mm-hmm. The doctors show up to like 10, 15 minutes into. Yeah. And. Which is weird for a first doctor episode. Yeah. And to, to heighten the, that sense of. Of uh, I'm watching the right thing, no opening, at all, which is I believe this is the first episode that's ever done that. Mm-hmm. Like ever? Mm. Yeah. Like in the history of television. I thought they're gonna be like good, because I'm looking for a doctor, and then I <laughs> and then I thought the theme song was gonna play, uh, but it never did. When it, when it just showed her face initially in the episode, there was like a little bit of. I feel like there's some kind of sound that kind of hinted at. No. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh well. Uh, I have to go back I, and watch oh, it. Like now. I think it played a little bit in the background. Yeah, yeah. She, there, there was some kind of a appeared, musical yeah. cue when she appeared, and it, it, I think that's as close as they got to the intro. I haven't actually heard the new theme. I haven't watched the. You, you know, I was holding off on watching the the whole preview thing last week, and it was playing over the credits. Do you want to talk about briefly about the new theme? It's cool. Yeah, that's pretty much. It sounds. Brief... It, sound, it sounds a lot like the very first theme. I think I need to re-listen to the very first theme because, mm. like, everyone keeps saying that, and I think it's just like that weird, like, like the, the drum theremin? in the back. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh. it's been pretty theremin-y the whole time. Yeah. Like that standard Doctor Who theme is theremin yeah. i just had to hear it to, before i could really say anything about it because i didn't i don't generally stop long enough to watch credits almost ever hmm. so, but the preview for the next episode is after the credits. i never watched the previews i haven't watched previews oh yeah. that's right okay theme song what do you think i don't know it feels a little grungier i don't know if that's even a thing is that a thing yeah i mean i feel like there's the drums are a lot more emphasized than in previous There's, there's like a grumbly yeah. mm, I, mm. in the background there that I'm that I was just mm. picking up. It it felt grungier. I I can't put a different word to it yet. Mm. I, I liked it. I like it. Do you guys note the music much in the episode? No, did not. There was there was continuous music. I was there? Like just continuous like sound and noise and like they were making an effort to do continuous music and I did notice that. I def I definitely didn't notice any goofy like dee dee dee. No like, no no not not stuff like that. that. Has happened in the past is pretty uh, subdued. It was much more of a cinematic feel. It was much yeah. more of a movie kind of feeling where it's there is music but you don't even realize it's there until you're looking for it. Let's talk about the doctor. Jordy Whitaker, 13 Doctor, does not get a day off. Tenant immediately into bed. Capaldi also went to bed. Yes. Uh, Matt Smith didn't get a day off either. What was... He went to... Fish Sticks and Custard. 11th hour, he was in the hospital. Yeah, the Fish Fingers and Custard and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. 
But because yeah, because you leave the Christmas special, mm-hmm. she's fallen out of the TARDIS, mm-hmm. uh, which we do not see in this episode. No, um, I thought the onion might have been like a TARDIS like, poop or something. I would, and, and like by the end, it turned into a TARDIS or something. Yeah, like that, that would have been neat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she falls through the roof of this train. Uh-huh. As in, you do. Into saving people in seconds flat. Yeah. And I was like, yep. Yeah. That yeah, was, I'm, that I'm was... on board. Yeah. yeah. I wish I had more specific things to say about her, but I love her. Yeah. And oh. I'm just like, she's great. 10 out of 10. Would. No further questions. She, yeah. she, she's pulled it off. I like absolutely has like that doctor... You know, confused all over the place. First episode, you know, coy about her. I, li- I like it. Um, and, and yet still kind of makes it her own. Um, She's got that I, I want to go back on previous Who and Review episodes and see if, uh, I think like last, much, much earlier last year, whenever the hell we were uh, last talking about this and, and our hopes and our thoughts about what this would be, what this day would look like when it came. Um, I, I feel like at some point we talked about whether or not they would do a whole gag on the doctor finding clothes. And I would like to know what exactly we said about that then and compare it to the, the small gag we got this time where she's whipping through outfits. and Just while it? she was in a charity shop? Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, she was just basically like... It was a no, very no, brief no, no, gag. Yes. They didn't wear it thin. That was, that was good. But it... I think that's one of those things. I feel like one of us said, like, "Oh no, there's no way they will do that. It's too on the nose." And I, I, I want to go back and, and review that episode, given that uh, that they did that. But did, did See, you? I'm not sure because that's like I again. I feel like that's a very standard Doctor Who trope. Like at least in the most recent, I guess five Doctors, that's how we see Eight get his clothes in the movie. Yeah, he steals them. He goes, like, into the locker room of the hospital because everyone's, like, dressing up for the costume party. Oh, yeah. Three doctors have stolen their we, costumes from a hospital locker. Yeah. We don't, we don't <laughs> get it with nine. Eleven did it as well. Yeah, Eleven did it for uh, sure. Ten? Did he just kind of disappear into the TARDIS and came back in? Closet or room or whatever? Yeah. yeah. He, he, um, he stepped out for Capaldi. a second. Capaldi? Capaldi, I think, may have also... He stole his, he stole his clothes from a homeless guy. Did he? At the, at the beginning. I forgot that. Oh, yeah. Oh. I forgot that. He was... Just, <laughs> I'm a um, Scott. Give me that. Give me! <laughs> like, obviously, I'm paraphrasing because that was awful, but, yeah, yeah, essentially, that was it. He's angry. I mean, aside from the fact that, I guess, is this the first time the doctor's actually paid for clothes? I mean, I guess she didn't, <laughs> but the clothes are actually paid for as opposed to stolen slash repurposed from the TARDIS. That's the true. first time. I think you're right. Yeah, that seems like. Yeah. At least on 13 doctors supporting the local community. That's right. Shop. Shopping Sheffield. Hashtag shop local. Shop Sheffield. Yeah. yeah. Peter Davison just like wandered around into the interior of the TARDIS and his costume was like hanging on a hook complete. It was weird. It was just it's already so there. <laughs> the TARDIS was just like this. This is. I'm this dressing. Is you yeah, here you go. <laughs> There's an this optional is what cricket you need. bat. <laughs> let me let me fix that for you. I won't talk. I won't talk about the pants. I guess this justifies it the is, pants. It has been covered because it's. Because <laughs> she got them in a charity shop, but thankfully, thankfully, we had somebody. We had. 
Yaz. Mm-hmm. I had to think about what her name was. Yeah. We had at least Yaz representing the audience going, are you sure you want to wear that? <laughs> and I was like, girl, thank you. Is that, is that what you wear? Yeah. Because yeah. I still hate those pants. Yeah. I enjoyed, I enjoyed everyone having a northern accent. It was great. It was hard to understand <laughs> at times. Like when he goes out, when, when, what's his name? The, what's the old man's name? It's Graham. Graham goes to talk to the other bus drivers and they're just like, karaoke. That, that guy, I had a hard time understanding everyone else. I could more or less get. Yeah, he, yeah, but that's that was your... thick. I thought, I thought that great first line when she was, she was like, I hate empty pockets. Yeah. It's a good little doctory like kind that, of thing. Yeah. Without... Oh, that's, that's what I was thinking though. She felt like she she's the doctor. Mm-hmm. It's not she felt like the doctor or she's going to be the doctor. Like, she's the doctor. Yeah. With the caveat, she is a new series doctor. Yeah. Like, no one, I don't think they're ever going to, and I mean, maybe never say never, but I don't think we're ever going to see a doctor who is a classic series doctor again. It's, would anyone it, it is not watch, in that time anymore. Yeah, would any, I mean, not would anyone want to watch that, because somebody would, but. Yeah. I mean, she felt very similar to Matt Smith, especially. Yeah. And it made me kind of wonder because like, there's all this ado about, Oh, this is like such a different, like we're, we're turning every, we're flipping the script. We're turning everything upside down. And it felt like early Moffat to me. Well, with better cinematography, how, how much can you turn the script upside down and have people want to, I mean, unless she's like completely like maudlin. And just like, oh, like mm-hmm. how do, how do you how do you completely change the character without with like still making it interesting? I'm just saying it sounds like I agree with you. Yeah. But it seems like they were making really bold claims by being like everything's gonna be crazy and different. Like maybe pull back a little. I mean, one thing that was different, naps. She naps are a, great. She took a nap. I'm on board. That was yeah. the screwdriver. Uh, yeah. That was interesting. The construction of the screwdriver. That was a cool scene, but within the context of the mythology that the show has already placed kind of makes no sense. Because maybe, and maybe I'm wrong. I'm sure the four people who will listen to this will can correct me in the comments. I'm sure they'll be happy to. But um, is the screwdriver not supposed to have a piece of or be connected to the TARDIS in some way and that's where it's get it gets its scientific magic from? That I don't know about. Yeah. I, I know the TARDIS can make them. Yeah. We've seen that. Um, yeah. Which certainly wouldn't count out that possibility, but then again we've all we also know how often that they rewrite canon in the show, right? Like it would be nothing True. new for them to just decide or for all we know, one of the materials she used to make this thing was something she took out of the TARDIS. Like, wait, no, they didn't. She didn't have the TARDIS. She had empty pockets. Right. Interesting. I mean, unless she imbued it with some of her regeneration energy. And hey, possible. She did. Let's say she did. Sure. Te- technically, mean, she's yeah. part of the time vortex, do... right? Like, she's she's I mean, touched oh. the time vortex. I made I made a good joke about this before we started. The screwdriver probably has Bluetooth. She can probably just sync it up once she gets into the TARDIS. (laughs) One thing I do really like about it, and I guess because now we've seen it being made, it makes more sense. When we were looking last week at the just like official images of it, it's got this really cool like organometallic look to it. 
mm-hmm. which I did appreciate. It's it's yeah. it's going in a totally different direction from our classic screwdrivers, which is yeah, it's like, interesting. It's like asymmetrical. It's got like looks like kind of a weird crystal in it or something like that. Okay, yeah. so maybe maybe that's what's bothering me about like yeah, it looks like it has a crystal in it. Where'd you get a fucking crystal that's like gonna work in this this mm. magical technology? <laughs> she had a double blowtorch. I don't know. If there's a problem that that could I mean, solve. there was the alien. <laughs> the sonic screwdriver. Just double blowtorch everything. Exactly. There was, <laughs> there was Tim Shaw's uh, transportation vehicle thing pod. So maybe she hacked That's some true. items she out of that. Maybe. Knocked a piece off of that. She could have mined it for materials. It's very unclear. I mean, she used a microwave to teleport at the end. <laughs> no, I get that. Uh, just looking at pictures of this sonic screwdriver. Uh, hmm. Yeah, a, a lot hmm. more crystal and, well, just general glowiness. Looks more ergonomic. That's like, true. Comfortable That's for true. her hand. I can definitely see where the um, personal massage tool comment might come from. <laughs> that was like literally the first thing I thought of. So maybe that says more about me than it does about Doctor Who. But and, and, Interesting. I, I was actually, when the episode started, it was like, no TARDIS. No screwdriver. And I was thinking, mm-hmm. oh, this could be like a fun little, like, I know they've done it before in Doctor Who, but and I think we've discussed it in the past. That sometimes it's nice to see uh, see the Doctor go without what, her magic stick. I was kind of intrigued by this idea that she might actually go a couple episodes without those two things and just kind of see what we can get out of the character, you know? I mean, she may, she may not use it for five episodes or something. True. Um yeah, we don't know. I mean, it's not uncommon for the Doctor to just kind of not use the screwdriver. Mm-hmm. I feel like 10 and 11 got a little mm-hmm. dependent on them. Well, Matt Smith uh, innovated. I'm pretty sure this is actually Matt Smith who came up with this, but he would, like, like read it. Like, he would scan something and read the Well, because it reading. had that bit that popped out. Yeah. So you could pop it out, and, like... And that was... Because, I, I mean, I yeah, have the, the, the toy. toy. Yeah. And um, that, that was him just doing that, which was, like... And until then, unheard of use of the sonic screwdriver. Yeah. So now it's, it does that without just being like, it fixes the thing. Mm-hmm. Which is mainly what she was using it for, was to just like, read data. Yeah. Companions. Companions. We, we got a bunch. I like them. What do you guys think? I like them. Right? I like them. Um, I'm trying to think if I have any bad ones, but... I was actually disappointed that, uh... Oh, uh... The Nan. Yeah. Whatever her name Grace. is. Grace. Grace? Grace. Oh, the Nan. I thought you said was... the man. I'm like, there's two. <laughs> she was fun. It's a shame she had to die. But... All right. This is a question we had for you guys, because I know you guys were, like, sort of trying to avoid a lot of the info coming out of the internet <laughs> leading yeah. up. Did you know who, like, who or how many companions the Doctor was going to have? No idea. No. Um, I had an impression that there were a few of them. So, like, three was... If you, if I had to guess, if you'd asked me this a few days ago, I would have been like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, there's going to be two or three, but I expected them to be split up through the season, not come all at once. Okay. Right? So, we knew who the companions were going into this episode. Like, we had seen the, the official promo images. So... Basically, the first second we see Grace, we were like, oh, she dead. 
Well, yeah, because she's the only one who's who hasn't been in all of the promotional images and like everything. You so, know, so, were you guys surprised? Yourselves. Like, were you guys surprised about the death? Were you expecting her to be a companion? It was a surprise. Um, I, I don't know if I expected her to be a regular companion. Um, I, I, I think like it's kind of like Rose's mom sort of situation is maybe okay. what I expected for her. I wasn't. I wasn't expecting uh, multiple companions. First of all. Um, okay. And then um, I wasn't terribly surprised when she got hurt, like, because he had said that he didn't want her doing that. And it was like, oh, that's foreshadowing. But mm-hmm. I didn't expect her to die because that's not usually how, I don't know, it doesn't often go that realm where someone's death is. I feel like we have not been to a lot of funerals in Doctor Who. No. That too. For for the amount of death that they have shown, very few funerals. Who was that? Rose's dad's funeral we were at. I knew it was a wedding or a funeral. <laughs> One of the two. Thank you. But no, you're right. Yeah. We haven't been to that many funerals. I mean, in case you count the second ninth Doctor episode, which was literally a funeral for Earth itself. That's true. I mean, we've probably had a bunch of funerals like for the doctor and stuff like that yeah that get crashed by the doctor etc etc <laughs> as you do um revelation of the daleks i believe took place in a funeral home though i don't think there were any funerals per se anyway there are no active funerals. especially the new series doesn't tend to like hang on stuff like like Death. deaths like that maybe so it's... it was well there's two, two different things maybe a they're trying to detract from the death and like hey let's move on and get back to the feeling we're aiming for or more likely i think b is it's kind of an intentional thing like um the death is considerably more tragic when you're thinking like okay well in a lot of cases they have to leave a body behind or you know they don't get the chance to mourn they have to move on and do whatever they're doing and maybe that's what they're aiming for more impactful well, it's like it's like due diligence, right? Because this, like, she was like critical to two of the characters' lives, so they're not just going to be like, "Well, yeah, let's mm. get in the TARDIS." And they could have just done a time jump, but they needed something to show them processing it. Mm. Which is Ryan's shitty dad going to be a recurring issue? I hope not, but maybe. Um. <laughs> Hmm. The master or something. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes. Predicted right now, Ryan's shitty dad is actually the master. It's just Michelle Gomez like, in a like, wig. Like it's Missy, yeah. <laughs> Wearing a mustache. <laughs> a mustache. <laughs> it's me. It's me, your dad. It's me, your shitty dad. <laughs> Look at me. I am your father now. I am your dad now. Early on, it seemed like Graham might have gone the direction that we thought... We may have predicted that he was there for being like a stuffy white dude. Yeah, he was like, you know, oh, I don't believe in aliens, or I don't think. And then, and then, um, the doctor says, "Oh, you're afraid of change." <laughs> oh yeah, there was a lot of this in that. There was a lot of this in the episode, which was just like, "Hey, audience, pay attention. You're afraid of change, but it's okay. We can evolve." Like it was, and they did the same thing with Peter Capaldi because he was. Because he was Quote, old. so old. Yeah, because he wasn't like a young, sexy dude. Yeah. And is that going to be a thing now? Every time they change the doctor and the doctor's like 
a little different from like the status they, they quo. Have to, like, They're gonna have to like address the audience in the first episode and be like, "Calm your shit, internet." I, I think this was certainly no less subtle than with Peter Capaldi, but Mm-mm. like, I don't think it was too bad. I don't think it dragged anything down. No, I think it was well suited. Yeah, it didn't come off to me like they're getting in anybody's face or you know being aggressive about it. It was all really well handled. I thought it was very well balanced. I don't think it was aggressive. I just think it's funny that they felt compelled to do it. Yeah. They were going to do something to hint, to touch on that. It, yeah. I'm, I'm glad they didn't do more. Yes. Mm. Like, yes. but what they did was fine. I mean, I guess she did, she did address that her legs were shorter. She did. Sure. Because <laughs> um, when we saw Graham, we're like, oh, he's going to be the stand-in for all the fans who were like, oh, no, this is not the real... Similar to the way Clara was the stand-in for the fans from um, from Matt yeah. Smith to Peter Capaldi, who were just like, where's my sexy man? Yeah. I'm interested to see like, what it's like like to have a dad in the TARDIS. Also, it's like... <laughs> the TARDIS yeah, dad. He, has a, he, has he turns a... down the thermostat. Yeah. <laughs> Graham, close your robe. That's disgusting, man. Um, and we have him with a with like a relationship to one of the other companions already. Yeah. So it's like instead of having a couple in the we have like a step, a step grandfather. Yeah. Is he gonna call him grandpa by or is he gonna call him granddad by the end of that the might series? be the like a mini arc? That, yeah. yeah, that's their development. The, yeah, and um, that's we have really Yaz new. and Ryan, and we don't think we know that much about yet no i mean so so far so good yeah ryan yeah. has dyspraxia i mean it's gonna be a, a convenient plot point when it needs to be a convenient plot point i think what is i think when he's able to run he's gonna be able to do just fine yeah but what is dyspraxia it's like a motor issue he's got like coordination problems that's why he okay. couldn't ride the bike yeah. okay Maybe the final episode is him riding, riding a, a cosmic bike over to Graham to say, Granddad! <laughs> I'm riding. I'm riding! <laughs> Season finale right new, there. They're going to take a scene right out of E.T. Yep. Have him um, sit in the basket and everything. <laughs> I will mention that Ryan has no clue when it comes to SEO because he called his video Hey. <laughs> and there are only 19 views. Yeah, not a lot of people... Like, I noticed that twice. Again, I feel like if it was the Davis or something like that, it would have been like a close-up of the views and it like would go up to the millions or something yeah. like that, you know? And then like pan- like cut over to like some shadowy... Yeah. Like, oh, he knows too much somehow. <laughs> mm, a lot of cackling and, and rubbing hand hands. rubbing, Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Um... <laughs> I mentioned this when we were watching the episode, but Graham put his pow- powers as a middle-aged white guy to use very well by putting on a vest and ordering everyone to leave the site. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not a great quirk, I don't know what I mean... <laughs> It worked out for the best. Nobody else got hurt. Let's talk about Tim Shaw. Tim Shaw. Must spend a fortune at the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I when when we first started like seeing 
kind of hints of like what he looked like and sounded like and we saw that it was cold i would thought he was like i know they had said like we're not doing any we're not bringing back any villains but he seemed like a nice warrior yeah and i was like maybe he's like not really but he is he's got like a similar silhouette and he's cold and stuff but i guess he's not no he's a tooth guy he's a tooth guy he's he's a hunter who needs to um Hunting. Prove his hunting prowess in order to be the leader. It's such More a classic. More dude bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's just weird. Such, like it's such a standard like one-off Doctor Who villain. I didn't mind it. I thought it was fine. I mean, it's. I'm not saying it's okay. Maybe I'm saying it's bad. It's, <laughs> it's just very like middle. I feel like they're that kind of bad guy in like a standalone doctor who episode it's a dime a dozen it though all that changes is the prosthetics they put on the actor yeah um <laughs> i will i'll go so far as to say he didn't make the episode great what do you say he's not trying to make doctor who great again <laughs> i would say even if he's trying to he's not doing a great job <laughs> no I, i'm inclined to agree um I, it's it's a lot like what i was saying earlier where it's like a, a lot of the sfx are look a lot better and again polished uh but tim yeah looks more polished looks great but when it gets down to the character i have to agree with chloe it's you know old hat no change i I think they made a good choice in not showing him during the day yeah i think he would have looked really stupid during the day (laughs) yeah putting all on all putting on all his crest white strips yeah (laughs) it would look like a bad guy from like power rangers it would have been that kind of lighting you know what i mean like it remind, it's like it feels like on par with the guy who was like a bunch of snakes, you know. Like <laughs> yeah. one season. I forgot about the guy that was, that was snakes. That one was interesting. I like that better. A little more imaginative. Because he's he's at least the guy who was snakes is not just like let's put some prosthetics on an actor's face. There's more a CG yeah, situation. Yeah, he was snakes. Yeah. Every time I see that character, I spend way too much time concentrating on how that face thing works. Like it's <laughs> like the interlocking snakes that make his face. Yes, yes, and it's like I, I'm just not even paying attention to anything else in the episode at that point because I'm just thinking really hard about his face. Like, ah, the mechanics of it, they're mind-boggling. This almost would have worked better as like a faceless, voiceless villain because what he did, like the effect that he had on Earth, people like he. That one guy who was looking for him because he'd taken his sister. Mm-hmm. That was interesting, but like he himself was not. I like the fact that he was cheating. I thought that was kind of fun. Mm. But it's such a funny thing for him to have che- cheated on, though. Too like I mean, humans aren't that dangerous. It's not that. I don't know why he needed that much assistance to begin with. He got pretty close anyway. Yeah. But, like, I mean, he'd already had all the assistance, like, yeah, with the info gathering and everything. That's true. I mean, his name's Tim. Yeah. I mean, he was kind of set up to be silly. Yeah, a doof. I mean, she didn't go on with, like, oh, the tooth fairy, and, like, make a bunch of names from or anything. Mm-hmm. Just, like, just called him Tim, and he was like, Meh. I'd say maybe they didn't want to take this first episode too seriously, but then... You look at the cliffhanger at the end, and I mean, it's like, oh, okay. They did. I just the villain wasn't a big part of it. Yeah, 
that we hope. There was a lot of other things yeah. going on, I guess. Especially when you've got three companions to look into, and it's too. By the way, too many companions, or they're covering all yet. the bases. Because I also don't know yet. Because right, because every episode has a cast about that big. I mean, each one of them has different strengths. They they showcased that pretty well. With they immediately knew what to do when they were searching for information. Uh, Graham went to talk to the people and. Uh, Oh gosh, what was his name? I heard Ryan was like, "I'll check social media," and I was like, mm. "Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah." I guess. Also, <laughs> he's not even a millennial; he's like a Gen Z. Yeah, he's yeah. Gen Z. Gen Y. Z. Y Z. Millennial is Gen oh, Y. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These are the babs now. Hashtag bad life. I mean, he probably took five times as long to write this as any other episode, but I would hesitate not hesitate to say this is Chris Chibnall's best episode. So really, he. Has a pretty medium bar to yeah. get over. Yeah. It's uh, not the good place. It's not the bad place. It's the medium place. He, you know what? He's delivering right where he should be. He's not getting anybody's expectations up, but he's just staying employed. That's good. It's it's it's, a, <laughs> it's how you keep these things going for eighteen more seasons. I thought this was a like a significant step up from. No, this. Th- yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying, like, he didn't have a very high step yeah. to no, step up. No, I'm trying up. to convince Evan now. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. it was a good episode. I agree. Mm. I see. I, I don't. I, I guess I don't track the uh, the episodes by who writes them. I never pay attention to that detail, so it's always just like something I find <laughs> That's out why when I we mean. sit down and talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, f- I find because of the inconsistency of the show. The writer usually has a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. Whether it's like not not just good or bad, but like the tone and like the types of jokes and like the types of stories. It's interesting mm-hmm. to see. Like it's interesting yeah. to get reference and to be like, oh, I really like this episode. What else has this writer written? Or this episode was like hot garbage. What have they? What else have they written? Are they always hot garbage? It definitely gives yeah. you context. I just wish I had memory for that sort of thing because I never remember. Like I still can't remember who the writer is for my favorite episode or for that matter the name half the time probably Stephen Moffat probably what's your favorite episode it's uh what was that two-parter 10th doctor oh, wrong um, <laughs> well you, you know we're, we're always opposites um it's like blood of the family or family of family blood. blood family of blood that is a Stephen Moffat is it not is it isn't it no Paul Cornell Paul Cornell what else did he write just the two. Oh, oh just just Father's Day and Human Nature, Family of Blood. That's it. Hmm. I think he did originally write the book as well, though. If this episode is like the the median, like if if this is an average episode mm-hmm. of this era, mm-hmm. I'm very happy with it. It'll be a great season. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If it if this is yeah, I agree. If this is the jumping off point, this is a good jumping off point. Um, as long as this isn't like the best episode of the season yeah always a concern yeah we never we never know no um it very rarely is yeah i mean i think it's common enough that you see like the first like couple of episodes really good you see the last couple of episodes really good and then the rest being very middling in the middle Mm -hmm. because it's usually it's usually like the showrunner Tying together the season at the ends and mm-hmm. the middle is like when they bring in the other writers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the yeah. Moffat. That's the Moffat guarantee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Remember this? No. Oh, well, it's back. <laughs> <laughs> in pog form. Exactly. Did you feel, anybody, feel this episode was 
could be, I mean, we're way too far in to, con to consider this objectively, but uh, could be more or an easier entry point to people who have not watched the show before. I would say yes. It seems pretty, pretty innocuous. They're not feeding you with too much information. They leave you with enough questions that if you're super curious, you could go back right now and start watching other stuff if you like what you saw. But I expect them to seed um, lore from the past more heavily through, you know, maybe episode three, episode four, and really get people thinking about, you know, who haven't seen this before, hey, maybe we should go back and look at all the other stuff before it, which I guess is your young crowd. I, I imagine it's harder to get the young ones to, to go especially far back. So I'm trying to get somebody to start that far back. Like that's as much as we got was I used to be a white-haired Scotsman. Or until 20 minutes ago or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's about it. And and normally they put a lot more emphasis on, I am the doctor. and well, I thought it was fun. She couldn't remember. I felt like yeah, it, it kind of just got pulled in. Like it was, it was very uh, natural. It was very uh, tied in. And uh, like it wasn't out of place. It wasn't too jarring. Like, okay, so who's the doctor? What what are you talking about? What does that even mean? It was okay. You're a doctor. You're the doctor. Okay, sure. And I, I like that she didn't have to remember that in order to be the doctor. That was good. That was significant. Because she was just going for the whole episode. Yeah. As far as this being a good entry point, like maybe. Like, I, I think I have, like, I'm of two minds about yeah. it. I think it depends on who we're talking about it as an entry point. Because yeah. I'm thinking, like, when I personally got into Doctor Who, I was aware of Doctor Who as, like, a phenomenon. Like, as a, as a series. And so I was like, I want to get into... Like, I want to get into a situation where they're going to download as many facts as possible so I know what's mm. going on. And this is not good for that. But no. it's the kind of episode that, like, say you are, it's the weekend or whatever, and you're just, like, going, like, you're clicking through cable if you still have cable. <laughs> and you you see this episode, you're like, okay, it's, like, on space or something. And you start watching it, and especially because it has no intro. And you get sucked in, and you're like, cool, like, what's this, like, what's this show? I think it's engaging as that kind of show. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, you're like, Oh shit! It's that Doctor Who I've heard it's about. That Doctor Who thing. Yeah, <laughs> you then, wouldn't. You could. You could not know for the whole, for almost the whole. Yeah. So because there's no like TARDIS or whatever. I mean, she talked. She mentions the Sonic and she makes a Sonic, yeah. but depending on like your level of familiarity yeah. with that, you might not. You even might know what that, that is. Yeah. So I think it's a good and it might be a really good entry point for like a total novice. I don't think it's a good entry point for someone who already has like maybe a little bit of like general knowledge and is kind of wanting to like get like dive into a new obsession yeah. like if somebody's like out shopping for a new thing to be obsessed about i don't think this is a good first episode no because i mean you're gonna because if you're gonna if you're approaching it that way you're gonna do a little bit of research and immediately you're gonna know that there's Oh, there's ten other seasons of the show. And Recent se like ten yeah. other new seasons. New, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you're gonna be like, oh, I have. Yeah. I mean, I have to watch them all to make this make sense. That's yeah. not true. But you, that was you, how I did yeah, it. Yeah, you will want to watch it all. Mm -hmm. They're fools who attempt to watch it from Hartnell yeah. <laughs> straight I, through. 
You can't do it. I think I feel the same way as I feel about when people talk about... And I don't know if people still suggest this as a good first episode. Uh, or if this is a little bit dated as a good first episode. But for a long time, people suggested uh, Blink as your first episode of Doctor Who. Mm. And I continue to insist that that is a terrible first episode. For the same reasons why I don't think this is a very good first episode. If you're wanting to, like, dive deep into the fandom. If, like, you're, like, pretty sure you're going to like it off the bat. If you're going to run into it on TV, I think it is a good episode. Yeah. It's a good episode to catch catch those casuals yes. which is probably the most coveted audience anyhow sure because sure. you have you have the diehards already no matter what you do yeah no matter what they post on youtube yeah you got them and they're probably going to spend money on merchandise yeah oh, yes. oh speaking of merchandise little tangent here but important to mention this is an important because there was like a whole bunch of like vitriol that i saw on the internet today um an interesting new piece of doctor who merchandise so obviously doctor who regardless basically since the new series was created has had like a crap load of merchandise yeah like especially what about i feel like five I six years like ago it's somewhere somewhere with matt smith yeah it kicked into another gear especially over in north america yeah so Ooh, i'm super excited about this yeah for the first time ever there's going to be an official doctor who barbie what? And i'm like <laughs> I want it. I need it, and I want it, and I want to have it. Give. Give me give me it. And there was a whole bunch of, like, negati- negativity online about it, and I don't know why I'm surprised. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, no, it was like, oh, this is why they made the Doctor a girl for, like, merchandising. And I was like, like, what a stupid... I'm like, it was doing just fine with merchandising beforehand. Yeah. So, anyways, that's my tangent. There's a Doctor Who Barbie. Don't buy it until I have one. Bless. Bless. Bless up. I mean, I wasn't racing to get one for myself, but yeah. then again, we have different obsessions. <laughs> There's also Doctor Who paintballs, I believe. I would love. I would love a Doctor Who paintball scenario, but it would never happen. It's just not the audience. No, you're the Daleks. Oh. that'd be so cool actually you get the, you, you get the uh, those uh, Dalek guys who go to all the conventions and uh, yes. you retrofit get... their suits with paintball markers and they can go around on the field and shoot people oh sure. my god it's a million dollar idea it would be great it's, it's like you know it would be just like any other uh, Halloween season um, attraction where you shoot zombies except it's Daleks and it's Doctor Who true and, you know, it'd be great with some proper um, pyrotechnics and lighting and sound effects, it would be like you start the level in the TARDIS and you end the level in the TARDIS. It's... Oh, that would be fun. Mm. Anyway, no, it's... Anyways, yeah, what were we... We're talking about it as, as dark... this episode as an entry point. Yeah, yes. I think it's, as I said, great one for, for casual people who might just be flipping. Um, yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot to like so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody's very likable. Yes. I don't hate anyone which is that's weird i know and also there's no two-parters also good i mean i wasn't fond of tim shaw but as far as characters we're gonna see again he's gone now <laughs> we assume for he's good <laughs> yeah um and good old what's his name carl the oh, crane uh, the crane operator carl with yeah his confidence. Cal. 
Yeah. I Aww. am important. Aw, I loved Carl and his confidence building. He is important. Aww. Maybe we'll get to see him again, like, twice or three times in the future. Who knows? He's a, an Arthur Darville type. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every time a, they need a crane operator or just a heavy machine operator, he's going to be there. Oh, I'm sure they'll. The I'm, I'm sure they'll be visiting Sheffield too, or three more times. And just be like, they made such a big deal of Sheffield that you gotta think maybe they're gonna be doing more filming. Yeah, I think, like, like I know Jerry Whitaker's from York. Yorkshire, which Sheffield is in. Mm. I don't know if she's from Sheffield, but like everyone had those had those accents. It was it was a lot of fun. I think I think I feel like they've they've been trying to leave London behind for a little bit now. It's probably expensive to oh, film yeah. in London. Been, like if you're getting anything iconically London yeah. in, in the episode. Yeah. It's probably just like a lot of work. Or even yeah. or even just the, the computer special effects to make it look like you're in London, you know? Like <laughs> just stick the London eye in the background. <laughs> film in Toronto and replace like, yeah, yeah, like cut out the CN Tower and throw the eye in there. <laughs> no one will notice. Exactly. It's the same. Yeah. Apparently they had a an opening premiere. The red carpet premiere in Sheffield, yeah. which I'm sure everyone was uh, pretty excited, excited, especially if they actually. Yeah. Um, say, so does anyone have uh, anything that we didn't um, cover? Another topic to say about this episode? I think I've said everything I have to say. Do we feel um, a, little bit, a little like like can we relax a bit? A little bit like not so much but like i don't think we ever thought it was gonna be like bad but everyone like we talked about this there's there's no more episode of doctor who that had more pressure on it mm, than this true. one to be good it's it's a sigh of relief on my end i'll describe it as that readily i'm okay. ready to sit back and enjoy this season like just just enjoy it i have a feeling that it's it's past all those growing those those uh Growing pains. I have to disagree there. I think there's going to be a lot more growing pains because you've got those stalwarts who, who just are not going to give up, but I'm done well, being worried about it. I hope the door doesn't hit him in the ass on the way out. I don't care. Yeah, right? Yeah, um, that's, that's all. And, and I'm... I think... I think this will bring some new people in. It should be. I optimistically think this will bring some new people into Doctor Who. I don't think it's going to alienate as many people as it's going to bring in. Tumblr's here for it. Tumblr is here for it, and that's... Basically, once you got Tumblr, everything else falls into place. Man, Tumblr is having, like... like Having some feelings about it. Having some feelings about it. Specifically, some some lesbian feelings about Jodie Whittaker in Peter Capaldi's uh, costume. Oh. Which I'm going to say is totally appropriate, because dang. Yeah. She made it look better yeah. than he did. That's true. Yeah. Um, I think, as is my nature to not relax, <laughs> uh, I can't until the season's over. Like, I'm pleased with this episode. Yes. Like, this no is chill. not This is not about this specific episode. I do really like it. Or, or I did really, yes, it was good. But I feel like there's still many other small hurdles. And there's going to be, like, a lot of questions in the back of my mind for the season that I'm not going to be able to, like, fully put to bed until the end of the season. Okay. 
So we'll see. Like, how well are they all going to work together, like, in the TARDIS? Are they going to find the TARDIS? What's the TARDIS going to look like? Are we going to address... One thing that, that they they didn't really address, maybe specifically, is the idea that the Doctor's a woman for the first time. And what does that mean, for example, when the Doctor goes back to BBC set number 262, yeah. Victorian England, and she is the authoritative Doctor that she always has been and with like the historical context of like the status of women at the time what is that going to mean or is, is that going to be handled in any way at all will it be ignored and just like treated as if she were a man or exactly. are they going to talk about it are they going to address it so like yeah. those are these are kind of like ongoing issues that they obviously couldn't address all in the first episode to make it feel too full i i guess i want to like there's, I've got like a checklist almost, and I feel bad that I want to watch this whole first season like, like checking things off in my head. But that's hey, the way that it is. That is. Yeah, no, that I hadn't thought about um, in the long term some of the other things they have yet to touch on, i.e., Victorian England sort of thing. Um, Victorian or prior? I, yeah. I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna go ahead and call it right now and say what they're gonna do is they're not gonna take it too seriously or spend too much time on of it on it. It's going to be one of those things like somebody tries to put the woman in her place and it'll be like a very quick, witty, you know, counter check, put him in his place and then move on with it sort of thing. And maybe there's a point later on in that episode where it's like, oh, you know, look of admiration as the man realizes that women can do things too. Sort of. Oh, no, I don't want that at all. I I feel like that's where that's going. It's so token-esque. I I want them to take it more seriously. Like, I don't, I, I hate it because I don't want this show to represent, like, feminism. Like, I don't want this show to be, like... Like, it has to strive for all these feminist goals and break all these glass ceilings. But at the same time, I very much do. Yeah. I want it to be like... Well, it ha- it, it has to now. I know. Right? Like... Yeah. You know, you don't have to have the show to have to carry all that extra weight on its back. But it now is going to have to do that. Because it's, it, like, it's not going to be like, oh, we can't go back to any time before... Like, now, to avoid misogyny. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, they don't even have to travel in time. They can just go to, like, fucking Alabama yeah, or some yeah. shit. And... That's true. That, I mean, that's a real commentary right there, is they don't have to go anywhere out of time or space I mean, or anything. They don't even have to leave Europe. There was, I was reading this today, there was this, like, physicist who guest lectured at CERN about how women can't do physics because, like, their brains aren't made for it. Oh, my God. Like, like this week. And now everybody's like, what the fuck? So, uh, holy we don't even have to, like, leave Europe. <laughs> Anyways, that's been current events. <laughs> oh, I did not even know that was the thing that was happening. Oh, my God. <sighs> Anyways, feminism. Yes. This show so, has to represent all of it. So we'll see. Sorry. So, best of luck. Good luck to the show. Um, so far, so good. I'm getting the sense that it is a thumbs up from everyone in the room. I give it eight tenths of a pair of pants. <laughs> nice. I'll take it. The same thing. The same thing that the show gave it. Yes. <laughs> uh, Are we going to talk about it next week at all? Um, 
at least it's Evan would plug his ears maybe but uh, I mean it's called the ghost monument oh that just ruined everything Oh, yeah. and, and we did see we did okay this is this is a thing we did see at the end of this episode they have been transported off planet yeah but not on to another planet no they're just that's a good that's a good cliffhanger i thought yeah that, that was good that was good scary too it was like that moment when she's in space i'm like she should look a lot more uncomfortable more uncomfortable than that and then it, she looks over and you see the other companions and one of them is like gasping for air. And it's like, yeah, like that. That's how she should look. <laughs> it was established at one point that the doctor can breathe in space, like a little. I but... thought the doctor could just hold her breath longer. That was what was established in um, Dr. Jones. No, the two Dr. Joneses. Jones and, Jones and Martha. Smith and Jones. Smith and Jones. Thank you. But the pressure um, differential. Okay, well that I can't yeah. explain. But the doctor can hold her breath longer than a normal human. Maybe that's what it is. I believe that. Just like, is better at surviving in space than a human is. Is that just greater lung capacity? Because technically, you know, two hearts, you'd think she'd be moving oxygen a lot faster. Absolutely. It makes no sense. But hey, it's been established in the canon. Much more efficient organs. Doesn't consume oxygen as fast. Or it's just, is much better at scavenging it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, maybe sure. they'll just all die at the beginning of the next. A time lord's and just David like, Tennant comes back. It's just all a fever dream. <laughs> a time lord's body does not expel CO two, just straight carbon. It's that efficient. <laughs> They're basically plants. Yeah, yeah. Fun. Ooh, let's get that in the canon. <laughs> time lord's blood are thirty percent chlorophyll. <laughs> all right. Well, um. That is the woman who fell to Earth. So we will go into the plugs, and we'll start with you, Evan. Mm. Um, I can be found on twitch.tv forward slash thegotovg. Um, you can also find me on Twitter under the same handle, again, thegotovg. And uh, more recently on Instagram, Evan Club, full name, one word. That's about all I really have to say, I think. If you want to see pictures of paintball guns... Follow oh, his Instagram. Yeah, that's pretty much all I do on there. <laughs> Occasionally, food and people. You're you're get you're getting the um, stream back back going, right? Yeah, I've been off uh, all summer, mostly doing paintball, but other things as well. Um, and uh, we are aiming to boot back up actually on Tuesday uh, with uh, an October's worth of, or a better part of October's worth of uh, VR. And uh, with some focus as we get closer to Halloween on horror games and and just generally spooky themed things, but it's going to be a VR month. Spooky ghosts. Cool. One thing about about Evan's Twitch channel, Twitch channel, I should say, is that it is incredibly fun uh, watching him get scared on stream. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Thank you. I me- remember watching you play like Five Nights at Freddy's or something, oh, God. doing a Halloween. Uh, 24-hour stream. That was like a non-stop adrenaline rush. I was physically <laughs> uncomfortable in a way I've never experienced before. Of course it is. It was wildly entertaining. I I still have to do that on VR. And I'm not looking forward to it. Ooh, 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 ooh. I do not envy you. Uh, Chloe. Uh, as I promised last week, and I still have not delivered, uh, my Instagram, which is normalwolfcosplay, should have more cosplay stuff coming up um we have to get all of 
the wedding gifts off our dining room table so I can use our dining room table. It's a process. I know. It's like the worst first world problem ever. We're like, <laughs> oh no, we've got all these so wedding presents. presents. Um, but I've got to write thank you notes first uh, before I can get them off the table. Hmm. So hopefully, hopefully this week I should be posting something. <laughs> Wouldn't so, that be nice? So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah, I mean, yeah, hopefully nice. it's not like the next 10 weeks, me being like, next week, guys, I'm going to have something on my Instagram. <laughs> Point is, follow normal wolf cosplay for wedding slash engagement pictures, and then eventually cosplay as the name as the name implies. There should be a large amount of work in progress coming <clears throat> for a costume that is being planned for the new year. So that is exciting. Okay, I can be found at Victory Lime on Twitter and on Instagram, where you can see cool things like me setting each of the drums in my drum machine to an uh, in- increasing consecutive prime numbers to see what happens. It's so interesting. I'm so sorry. That sounded awful. Well, it would have been better if you just didn't say anything at all, I'm going to be honest. But <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, this is, of course, a Nick Cat. I'm very proud. Uh, this is, of course, a NextCast family show, so if you're uh, done here and, and you're uh, hungry to hear more about uh, different fandoms, head on over to Phantopological.com, where we have almost 100 episodes up there now. And Really? Almost came... 100? Yeah. Do you have, like, a big 100th anniversary planned? It's coming. Ooh. Yeah? Yeah, it should be at the beginning of 2019. Oh. Yeah. So... Can you can you drop any hints for, like, our loyal Who in Review followers? Nope. Oh, rude. Um, so stay tuned for that, and uh, you can you can you can you can find us at the next cast literally everywhere on the internet. So until then, um, we'll talk we'll talk to you about uh, the ghost monument next time. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Cheers.